0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Episode 60, Podcast PXN. I am Roshan Warner, a.k.a. Roro, the Nintendo aficionado, and I'm joined by Dan the Halo Man, Brendel. <laughs> still haven't thought of a better nickname than that. <laughs> That's still great. And- <laughs> and the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. How are you guys doing this week?
2: Great. I feel like the pride of Xbox now at this point.
1: Okay.
0: Let's go.
2: Yeah, it's next gen time. For the fact that I have no game.
1: <laughs> we'll be wow. talking about that as our topic of the show this week is next gen consoles because it's next gen week. But thank you everyone for watching us live. Uh, we are live every Wednesday at eight PM Eastern. And just search up Podcast PXN, usually on YouTube, but YouTube is down, so we're recording on Twitch today. But you can find us the same way on Twitch, just by searching up Podcast PXN, if we do decide to stream here more often. Um, But as I said before, our topic of the show is next-gen consoles. It is launch week for the consoles, PS5, and Xbox series, and we're going to be talking about all the news that surrounds it this week. Um, But we're going to start the show with the PXN news of the week. And we are starting off with Mass Effect Legendary Edition has finally been announced and has been confirmed. It's been a really long time. This this uh, uh, collection of games has been rumored for, for years, I think, at this point, ever since Andromeda was a thing. I feel like it's been rumored that we're going to be getting a trilogy collection. And finally, from Bioware themselves, they have finally confirmed it. So this is from the Bioware blog. Uh, Casey Hudson's right, it's tough It's tough keeping a big secret and we really struggled to keep this one a surprise, but now it's official. Today we announced the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We've heard for years your request for the Mass Effect Remaster. So we're super happy to finally reveal that we've been working on the remaster. So this collection includes obviously Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, and the promo weapons, armors and packs, all the DLC, And it's being remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD, which I won't be able to take advantage of, but that's awesome. And it's coming to the Xbox One, PS4, and PC, as well as it's going to be having forward compatibility and targeted enhancements for the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. And along with this great news, they're also working on another installment for Mass Effect. So there's hopefully another Mass Effect coming down the line, which I was surprised to hear. But what do you guys think about this news? For uh, yeah. the Mass Effect last
0: year edition, I, I think this might be a first for uh, EA to announce a, a brand new Mass <laughs> Effect game in a blog post <laughs> for uh, a Mass right. Effect trilogy remaster. True. But yeah, uh, I'm super excited for this. I obviously, you guys know I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and uh, I'm a huge proponent that you guys need to get on the freaking bandwagon when this comes out. Uh, but I am very excited for the new game. Uh, obviously, this is coming from a veteran team at Bi- Bioware, which I kind of feel like this might be Bioware's last shot, so to speak. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but like Anthem was obviously not not really a resounding success for them. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was a failure for them, even though it reviewed okay. Uh, it was you know seen as a failure because it didn't live up to the other Mass Effect games. So this might be Bioware's last hurrah, so to speak, uh, before they kind of lose that trust of the, um, of the gamers. Uh, obviously, they have Dragon Age still coming at some point, but I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Sean, when, what do you think? Um, I mean, it's on Game Pass I saw today
2: uh, on uh, a particular Xbox. Um, but I, I have no interest in it. You and I actually talked about this yesterday, Daniel, on the phone is I could care less about Mass Effect. I'm not gonna play it. I know I'm not gonna play it. Um, I mean, that's cool for the people that want to relive it. I will give it its due diligence when it comes especially to that three connecting three games into one, I think is a really cool thing that they were able to accomplish. but it's just it's not my cup of tea. um and it's I at this point, it's so hard. like today, I'll go into games I'm playing, but I was playing an older game, but like that's only because I don't have a new game to play. It's hard to go back to older games right now when there are so many new ones coming out, and especially that's three long RPG games, yeah, um, to go back into the fold for essentially or commit that time to. Because it'd feel weird if you you would obviously have to start from the beginning. Why would you ever start at like two? No. So and that's just a big commitment.
0: And the first game yeah. has the first game needs more work than the others too. So. Yeah. And
1: that's personally what I'm a little bit worried about. What Sean brings up is we're getting, as we're going to be talking about into the next gen games and, uh, uh, console life cycle with PS five and Xbox series X. And when am I going to find the time to play this as much as I want to, is other games that are kind of asking for my attention right now. And, I heard so much how much better two is to one, but I'm definitely someone who's going to want to play one first, obviously, because it's a very story driven game. So and even when I was playing Halo recently, I was kind of I kind of fell off the wagon because of how much I I enjoyed the story, but I did enjoy the experience playing it that much, like since it's such an older game. So I'm kind of worried that that's going to be happening with Mass Effect. And I'm just going to not give the other ones a fair shot if I fall off too early. But I still think this is great news. I'm a little disappointed that it's not coming to the Switch like it was kind of rumored to be. But that's okay. I'll play it on the PlayStation or something if, uh, if I do decide to pick it up. Yeah. Um, the next story, which has actually been updated since, since I put it on, but Ghost Runner on Switch has been yanked from the eShops. I thought this was interesting that it even came to the Switch, but that's good. I've heard that it's not running terribly on the Switch, but this is from goNintendo.com. And it says Ghost Runner was available on the Switch today for a few hours, only to be yanked and delayed to December 9th, 2020. So, that in itself is not a good look. No. Um, all parties involved with Ghost Runner put out a press release today stating that the game was available. This was actually the second release date for the game, as Ghost Runner ended up being delayed just one day prior to its launch last time. All's well that ends well, right? Unfortunately, it seems that it's been another delay. And it's even more last minute than last time. So it went up on the eShop. People were able to snag it. But a few hours after the press release, it got taken down from the eShop. And then it got delayed to December 9th. But what I'm seeing here now is that there's been an update and that anybody can download it now. But there's two versions on the eShop that one is not the discounted version that comes out December 9th. And there's another one that is available now at the discounted early purchase price so it's a little it's still a little bit confusing but it seems that people can pick it up now but i just thought that was weird it it reminded me kind of how cooking mama got taken down from the store but without the theories and controversy this was a little bit more sneaky i guess but i just wanted to know if uh if you guys thought this was weird, or Daniel, if you're still playing Ghost Runner, if you're still loving it as much as you
0: started, yeah, yeah uh, I'll talk about that in the games we're playing. But yes, I, I have been playing that more. Uh, but yeah, this is weird. It's almost like uh, the Switch. The Switch just created its own early access program just for this game. Apparently, uh, is what it kind of yeah. sounds like. Um, but. I mean, because obviously Xbox has that with uh, Xbox uh, Game Preview, I think is what they call it, because that's what uh, Grounded is in right now, um, where it's essentially like Steam Early Access, where you get early builds of games that it may not function, you know, 100% or whatever. You have bugs and problems, but uh, it gives people access to the game sooner. So uh, it almost (laughs) feels like these developers are like, hey... Here's a here's the game. It's not really ready, but you could pay less for it. But here you go. It, this
1: this is the game now. Like it is, yeah. it is the full game now. But it, it it was just like you're saying. It it is weird that they have a, a discounted price. I think it's similar to how Hades released, though. Hmm. With uh with uh, when it first came out, it was discounted as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just well, thought it was it was like, an st- interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: I said it was on the switch. As far yeah, as it, it, was, it, was, it was for the, the first switch. like four yeah. days, it was only uh, ten dollars instead of four ninety nine.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: I think that's what's going on here with the the discount. I just I didn't realize that it was updated, so that's why I put it on here. But it looks like everything's fixed now. So that is that is good. That is good. Um, but we're moving on to the next story, which is a bunch of stories because we're doing a little bit of a. Uh, review roundup of some recent games that came out that we've all been kind of interested in. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on if you're surprised about any of the the scores that some of these are getting, or if you expected some of it. But one of them is, uh, the first one on the list is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And right now it's sitting on an 8 out of 10 at IGN, 81 on Metacritic, and 4 to 5 from trusted reviews. <laughs> Um, But the verdict on IGN says, Assassin's Creed is a big, bold, and ridiculously beautiful entry to its series that finally delivers on the much-requested era of Viking and messy political melting pot of Elgland's Dark Ages. It's a fine line between historical tourism, top-shelf conspiracy conspiracy theory, and veiled mysticism against the backdrop of a grounded and focused story. So that's good. I've heard that it's got a lot of... uh, little buggy issues i've, I've seen a couple people play it on twitch um that and watchdogs both kind of plays with a little bit of some weird bugs but uh w- are you guys interested in valhalla still
0: yes one thousand percent uh i actually tried to
2: pick up my copy today but best buy wouldn't let me it says what? all my games are ready I like i got a notification saying all my games are ready to pick up and when I get there, well, no, these can't be released till tomorrow. I was like, well, I don't have the console. No one does. Oh,
0: on, like, uh, on PlayStation?
2: Yeah, it just didn't make sense why they told me it was ready. But yeah. Assassin's Creed
0: is one of the games that I pre-ordered. Yeah, I mean, the game came out yesterday, so you'd think that they would let you have the game. You know Exactly. Yeah, it made no sense. Huh. That's kind of dumb. But yes, Roro, I, I I'll, I'll kind of just go into it now because I have a bunch of stuff that in my games when I'm playing and Valhalla is one of them, but Valhalla, I freaking love right now. Like right now it, it's above Odyssey for me even. And I absolutely loved Odyssey and like just the setting is so good. Uh, the fact that when you start the game up you get three different difficulty settings i mean how many how many games out there give you three different <laughs> difficulty uh, that was kind of a joke right off but that, yeah yeah Th- they have well. like a they have like a a, a story difficulty like uh, as far as like exploration they have a combat difficulty and then they have what's the third one uh i can't remember what the third one but i was like stealth yes stealth you're right yes, yes. Uh, a stealth difficulty. I was like, can I just play the game? I don't want to do any more difficulties. <laughs> but no, I, the game so far, I absolutely love it. Uh, it has like Breath of the Wild esque climbing in it, except it's realistic. Like, it's not like Breath of the Wild where he's. Links just kind of grabbing the rock. Essentially, he's not really <laughs> grabbing anything. It it's actually like very realistic. Like uh, one of the early missions that I played, you actually climbed the top of the peak of this giant mountain, and I just I literally just went up to a mountain. I am like, I wonder if I can climb this, and I could like climbed right up, no problem. And yeah, very excited, and I am excited to kind of get my hands a little bit further into this game so nice and Sean are you Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean this is my pro-
2: I mean, unfortunately it'll be my third game that I play when I get my PlayStation mm-hmm. but this is definitely a hugely anticipated title honestly I thought about getting on an Xbox but I played all my Assassin's Creed games on my PlayStation so like all my trophies and all that stuff is connected to that I just can't imagine playing anywhere else but and I've been pretty blacked out from, like, watching all the videos and all that stuff, besides, like, kind of reading some of the reviews. But I just want to go into it fresh, just like I did Odyssey. Um, I know I won't finish it. I haven't finished Assassin's Creed probably in a while. Uh, I think Unity, honestly, was the last one that I did uh, finish. And I know everyone gives that game crap. But, like, it just takes forever because I get so focused on the collect-a-thon stuff. Um, but it just the Vikings, awesome. Uh, I mean, here's hoping that the next one is finally, finally either Japan or China.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. Actually. I mean, that, that's
2: <laughs> the big one that everyone's asking for.
0: People have been asking for feudal Japan for for forever. Mm-hmm.
2: Was yeah, like... and then, and then, they technically got out of being Arabic. Um, they they wanted they didn't realize oh you were going to do it in different settings type thing. It's like. Feudal Japan, Feudal Japan, so we'll see.
1: Hopefully they do do that. Um, Assassin's Creed is something that never really stuck with me. I I do want to try this out because I do like Vikings and I do like this setting and it's getting some really good reviews and I did enjoy Origins a lot. I didn't finish it, but I did enjoy my time with it and um, so I I do want to pick it up. I do want to try it. Uh, I just don't know when that'll be um, but the next review roundup we're going to be doing is Snacks, which is a little bit of a <laughs> one that kind of caught us by surprise when it was revealed the first time with its catchy song and kind of we just didn't really know what was going on, but it's getting some pretty good reviews. It's at a 79% on Metacritic, 8 out of 10 on IGN, and 7 out of 10 on Push Square. And IGN says Snacks is a light lifting puzzle adventure that is elevated by its strong story and characters that I enjoyed until the very end, despite some very despite some simple mechanics and laughs, outnumbered the laughs outnumbered the groans significantly. As I found myself surprisingly invested in the events of the island and its inhabitants, with over 100 bug snacks to discover and catch, there's plenty here to uh, to entertain the completionists alongside those just looking for a well-told six-hour mystery that will keep you guessing until the credits roll. Um that in itself, because again, I don't even know what this game really is about, still just gives me more questions than answers. Like, this is a mystery game as well as a puzzle game, and it has a gripping story. I wouldn't expect that from <laughs> from the trailers that we've seen. Yeah. But all in all, it, I've, I've seen some gameplay a little bit on Kind of Funny, and they were talking about it and how much they had fun with it as well. And I, w- I was kind of s- surprised that it was getting such a good uh, response. Are you guys interested in picking up Bugs Next at all?
2: Uh, we don't have to. It's a PlayStation Plus. That's game. true.
1: Oh, that's true. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you get point. it no matter what during the launch. So yeah. no reason why not to essentially have it. I don't know if I'm going to try it out, but I'll definitely obviously redeem it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll probably be far down my list of <laughs> games to play just because, like, their previous games, uh, uh, Octodad, they're cool. Like, Quirky things, but it's, it's kind of like I want to play Miles Morales on day one. I don't want to play <laughs> Bugs next, but that's just me personally. Uh, so I'll be playing Miles Morales definitely first and foremost on there. And uh, and actually, I there is one on there that you didn't have on there that I just thought of that people <laughs> have been talking about is Sackboy, uh, the adventure game. That has finally out. I think I saw, uh, I don't know if it was reviews or previews, but people were say, uh, saying some positive things about it and uh, saying it was a really good platformer. So, uh, I personally, I will probably wait till that goes on sale just because there's so much games to play right now. But uh, that might be another one to kind of keep our eyes on as well.
1: Definitely. And Between, honestly, for me, between Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Bugsnacks, I think I I faster tried Bugsnacks just because of how confused I am by it and just how intrigued I am by what this thing could be. I know what I'm getting into with Assassin's Creed, but Bugsnacks, seeing everybody be so positive about it and me also not knowing anything about it kind of makes me want to dive in pretty quickly. And it's free. Whenever I get. And it's free, exactly. That, That Sean reminded me about that, and now I'm even
2: more inclined to try it because i don't have to pay anything for it yeah i don't think it's going to be like the Rezzo gun of right. ps4 because obviously right. that was like a must-have just with what it was showing off but yeah. in the animal crossing time that we live in i mean I, it probably gives a lot of people vibes of that especially with it being the plus game too
1: and our final miles well our final review roundup on our list is miles morales and it's getting fantastic reviews as well 9 out of 10 on IGN. 85 by Metacritic, trust reviews, gives it a 4 out of 10. But I'm going to pull up what is I think is the, the lowest score it's gotten, which is a 7, which is still good. On GameSpot, I got a 7. Gross. GameSpot. <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but they, I'm just going to read the good and the bad at the very bottom here. And this is from, uh, let's see who wrote this one. Uh, Jordan Ramey. Rem- me i'm not sure how to pronounce his last name but jordan wrote this one and he says genuine care has been put into the de- this depiction of miles's culture as a half black half puerto rican resident of harlem especially in how it's used to inform the type of hero he wants to be so this is the good um, the good parts that i'm reading the, the prose uh the fresh reimagining of the tinkerer transforms a rather unremarkable comic book hero character uh, comic book character she's a villain what am i saying comic book <laughs> character into a compelling super villain and the orchestra or orchestral synth synthetic hip-hop the the music it's it's a banger all of the tracks are really good is what they're saying but the bad is what they're saying miles doesn't actually play like a completely different spider-man which is kind of sad to hear um which i i'll have to wait and see but i don't i don't what i've seen i don't particularly agree with but we'll talk about that in just a second mm-hmm. the inconsistent pace of the main storyline doesn't always mesh with Miles' commitment to slow down and help New York citizens so that's something that has to do with the story that obviously I don't really know about but um, they give it a 7 out of 10 which is I think the lowest that I've seen this is why I wanted to bring it up but um, that's kind of a bummer that they think that it, it play- that Miles plays similar to Peter Parker I know that he swings differently but if the combat isn't different from peter parker it's kind of a bummer i know he has different powers but Hmm. i guess it's kind of hard to improve upon that or change that so much when it it kind of is the same world and same character and stuff like that but what do you guys what do you guys think
0: yeah
2: well again that could be just one reviewer feeling like that just like you said as far as all that going i didn't expect him to play drastically different i just expected your strategy to be different um I've, I've seen multiple uh reviews of that game talking about how his powers determine like how you kind of approach certain enemies for it mm. um just like your gadgets did with peter parker being spider-man um so i don't i don't know i don't have an issue with that i mean i just want to swing again
0: that's all <laughs> i want to do <laughs> yeah i i I agree with you, Sean. i i I don't think that the I don't think that they were necessarily going to really reimagine the gameplay mechanics, like. Uh, just because Miles has some new abilities doesn't mean they're going to just you know completely change the fighting style. Like, but like Sean said, you have different abilities. He has like that stealth ability where he can turn invisible. That changes dynamics because you, you have more stealth options. Uh, obviously, he still shoots webs and he still swings it and hits people. Uh, that stuff's not going to change. But the other abilities, I think, are the the main star of Miles Morales. That's why... You know, people are excited about it is because he has different powers than Peter. Whether whether he's actually changing his gameplay style, I don't think that that's going to necessarily depend on those new gameplay mechanics. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'm very excited for this game, so I can't wait to just get my hands on it and. The swinging, oh, that looks so good, and he has such a he has such a unique flair to his swinging that Peter Parker doesn't have. Like it's very different styles, which I love. And also, I also want to say the remaster for Spider Man PS4 on PS5 looks freaking amazing. Like the what they was, Insomniac did, they. They did the entire brand new lighting engine in Spider-Man PS5, the remaster of the PS4 game, and it looks so freaking good. So I'm excited. it's well, an back update to that. too with that as well. Yeah. Now we
2: arch saves will transfer over. Yes. On the PS5 yeah. version, which wasn't a huge deal to me, on yeah.
0: honestly, but like I did think that was after the backlash. I'm glad they were able to fix that. Yeah. Agreed. And they're adding the uh, suits as well for PS4 players, the three suits that they're adding. The amazing
1: Spider-Man suit and uh, the other, yeah, the white suit. Yeah, There's another
0: one that's like a Gundam sort of robot-looking one. Yeah, Yeah, that one looked interesting.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to pick this up. I'm assuming you guys are going to be playing it on PS5? Yes. Yep. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's the that's playing. the that's the main play. Yeah, that's the, that's the first one you open
0: out. I yeah. I, th- I still say I think that game's going to end up being my game of the year. Just because, and <laughs> I, I say that I say that knowing that there's no way I'm going to finish Cyberpunk in December. So that's why I'm not going to be able to have a form. Or opinion. that it comes out. Well, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. I don't want to make any more promises about <laughs> Cyberpunk coming out because we know how that works. So. <laughs>
1: To think we we could have been playing it two times
0: over now. Yeah. That game. It's could, crazy. Well, to think Roro yesterday, I could have been playing Halo Infinite. I mean true. True. <laughs> oh yeah. The,
2: we'll go over <laughs> that here in a little bit, but a certain console's box might have been a heartbreaker to Daniel. Yeah.
1: Mm. Let's move on to the next story. Sony Exec says transition for the PS5 to PS5 or the the transition from the PS4 to the PS5, it is expected to take three years. A Sony executive has said that the full generation transition from PS4 to PS5 will take about three years. Um, they say the current assumption is that the transition to PS4 to PS5 will take about three years. Uh, they said they have 100 million PS4 customers, but we will do our best to move PS5, move to PS5 as soon as possible. This is great news if you're sticking with your PS4 for the time being, like me. Uh, as it's seen, Sony is committed to supporting both generations of consoles for the time being. So I thought this was interesting. Uh it makes sense. Like he said, they have 100 million PS4 customers still. And I don't know how many of those are going to be able to get a PS5 this uh, this holiday season. I know it's a bit difficult for most. And I mean, Nintendo still kind of does this with the Wii. They still put out games for the Wii every now and then. I think they stopped recently, but years after they start stopped making out, uh, making new first party games for the Wii, and kind of abandoned it. They're still putting out Just Dances and stuff like that. So, my question is: Do you think we're going to get more Miles Morales, uh, Sack Boys, Bug Snacks, where it's coming out on the PS4 and also coming out on the PS5? I'm assuming so, mm-hmm. but um, what do you guys think?
0: Yeah. Uh, especially from Jim Ryan's comments uh, a few weeks ago whenever that was uh, saying that uh, that PS4 or PS5 wasn't going going to necessarily take away PS4 exclusives that they're still going mm-hmm. to be releasing them at least in the foreseeable future. but um, yeah, I don't know if you guys listened to my my solo episode last week, but I kind of ran it a little bit about Sony and their kind of mixed messaging um because this again this is this is them saying yeah we're gonna stick it out for ps4 but like six months ago they weren't saying that they were saying essentially you know ps5 only titles and then yeah i don't know i i am glad though that that's the way it should have been done from the get-go because like you said there's a hundred million playstation 4 users out there that not all of them are going to be able to upgrade to ps5 or you know Uh, there's not even enough PS5s out there to be able to do that. You can't even get
2: it if you wanted. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah, that's the right move. Um, Sean, what do you think?
2: I mean, i just look at this. Um, PS4 was obviously an incredible, successful generation for them. PS2 was an incredible, very successful generation for them too. PS2 did not go down quietly. It stayed around for years. I mean, God of War 2 came out for the PS2, when PS3 launched, like, within that st- same year, it didn't even get a version on PS3. It just was on PS2. That was it. Because PS2 was so popular. I'm not I'm not saying comparing the two, because obviously PS2 will never be copied, in my opinion. But, like, it just makes sense not to give up on that type of console. Uh, I mean, what is it? The Just Dance games still come out on Wii at this point. The Wii from 2006. So, yeah. It, it just makes sense to not say "Hey, go away" type deal. Um, I the maybe the cross generation does worry me a little bit. Uh, I mean, it was the Insomniac developers that were on record this week saying that Miles Morales has yet to even begin scratching the surface of what they're able to do on the PS5. Yeah, if that's the case, it's it, it feels very similar to Metal Gear Solid Four for me, um, which was not at all. That that's why they switched it to PS3 and the Xbox 360, because it was not going to do well on the PS2 as far as graphic fidelity. And at a certain point, we're going to get there. And I just hope it's not within those three years.
0: Which, can I just point out, Miles Morales' uh, PS5 looks phenomenal. And so many people said... and. I quote this. So many people said that Halo Infinite would be awful on Xbox Series X because it was being held back by the original Xbox One. And I think Miles Morales is very, you know, the perfect point to say PS5 Miles Morales and PS4 Miles Morales look very different in terms of how good they look. They both look good in their own respect, but the PS5 version is noticeably better. Uh, in every aspect. So I think that kind of shows. Th- the developers know what they're doing. They know how to develop for multiple consoles. So.
1: I agree with that. Moving on to the next story. Smoking hot Xboxes. Oh no. There's a lot of rumors. Before even this one. That Xboxes were overheating. And now there's a series of viral videos. Uh, showing that the Xbox series is pouring plumes of smoke from the top of its vent. But these appear to be fake. Multiple people have replicated the smoking effect by blowing vape smoke through the Xbox, prompting the, X, the Microsoft itself to address the situations in a tweet that looks uh, like a real non sequitur. Um, a debunking video from the fan account Xbox Studio show, shows how to recreate the smoking effect. So I'm not sure if you guys saw mm-hmm. the videos. I'm sure you guys have of just the Xboxes sitting there and i think some of the videos like this article is saying some of them aren't even on but the the it's smoking from the top and it looks like kind of trying to feed into the rumors that the xbox is hot that these things are overheating um but it's it's not true people are just literally putting up vape vape smoke through the bottom of the box and it just comes through the top but um yeah i thought this was (laughs) daniel is actually who brought it told me to put it in the show but i saw it earlier on twitter and i was like what is
2: what is
0: happening the the funny uh, thing is is uh the some of the videos you can actually see the dude and i know the one was (laughs) an evidence video but you can see him put it behind the console because behind the (laughs) console it has the vent where it pulls the air in and then it goes out the top so obviously if you blow whatever the heck you want in the back it's going to come out the top so yeah yeah people are dumb yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Xbox uh, tweeted says we can't believe we have to say this, but we do. But please, do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. Please don't do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you guys all sound like you're trying to squash the true media. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Red ring of death is back. Yeah. Uh, you got fake news.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, my house is gonna catch on fire from my Xbox right here, right next to me.
1: So you do have an Xbox. You do have an Xbox, as we'll talk about later. It's not overheating, right? It's not hot no, no. or anything I, like
0: that. In, in fact, I just put my hand over it because it's been on all day. It's not even yeah. warm. Like I, I've had it off since we started the show, but I had it on all day before that, it's not even mm-hmm. remotely warm. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So they they didn't uh, see that the the console could overheat and s- start almost catching a fire, and then ship it out to customers. So it's okay, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> The next uh, uh, story is more Halo or more Microsoft news talking about Halo, the TV series, Recast, Katana, with its original voice actor. So, Daniel, another story that you insisted that I have on because it had yes. Halo in the title.
0: Yes. <laughs> we, have have, we, we have to have a Halo uh, news story every week until Halo Infinite. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, th- this is actually pretty big news because... Uh, the Halo TV series has restarted development, so that's good news after COVID, and Jen Taylor, who's the voice of Cortana, is going to be the voice for Cortana only because of COVID, which is crazy, because uh, <laughs> COVID has caused uh, the original actress they got to play it. I can't think of her name. It's She's a decently... Uh, uh,
1: her name is gonna get it right here oh yeah. my gosh Mick McAlhone yes what's the first name though I can't uh,
0: she, she has a, a weird name but Natasha Natasha okay but it's
1: spelled yeah it is spelled uh, differently though okay. Natasha McAlhone Mick
0: Yes. And uh, so she's still going to be Dr. Halsey. So if you don't know in the Halo universe, Dr. Halsey and Cortana, are, it's the same voice in the games. Jen Taylor voices both of them because Dr. Halsey is essentially, uh, or I'm sorry, Cortana is essentially a image of Dr. Halsey's brain. So it's she's essentially the same person, sort of. Uh, so the interesting thing is in the show, she uh mccenthrie or whatever however you say her name she uh she had already done her scenes as dr halsey but hadn't done her scenes as cortana so now jen taylor comes in as cortana which that's the iconic iconic voice and actually uh jen taylor's a little younger than her as well so it actually works out perfect because dr halsey is an older character uh and you know obviously she's gonna have a little bit different voice so Yes. I'm very excited Jen Taylor's going to be in there as Cortana because she is the perfect voice for that character. Um, There's really no other choices. And I'm still (laughs) holding out hope that Steve Downs is voicing Master Chief when he has his helmet on. When he takes his helmet off, I'm I'm cool with uh, Pablo doing it. Pablo Schreiber, I think, Schreiber. is yeah. Pablo Schreiber, yeah. I'm cool with him him being the voice without the helmet, but with that helmet on, oh, it needs to be freaking Steve Down's voice. But we'll see on that. That hasn't been confirmed. Um, but yeah, I'm excited.
1: How excited are
2: you, Sean, for the Halo TV series on Showtime? I'll watch it. <laughs> But I'm not going to talk to Daniel. Because <laughs> <him.
0: laughs> <laughs> I
2: also we'll have to hear either hear like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Or it's literally going to be like, well, you know, in the game uh, level two, that was actually debunked. That's not how <laughs> it works I'm like, oh, okay, Daniel, it's a TV show. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Am, I wrong? Am I wrong?
1: That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> We have one, well, not our last Xbox story, but another Xbox story on the uh, TXN News of the Week, talking about Microsoft holding acquisition talks with a number of Japanese developers. So this is the original story, actually another item on our list that's been updated, but Microsoft is courting a number of Japanese game studios with a view of expanding its first-party offering, according to a new report from Bloomberg. The company is apparently looking to expand its footprint in Japan by acquiring local studios and has been holding private talks with a number of big and small developers, which is something that a lot of fans have been hoping that they would do, Um, including myself. I think that would be awesome. But updated today, Phil Spencer says, no. (laughs) Xbox (laughs) Phil Spencer has weighed in on the rumor, telling GameSpot that he doesn't think there's any truth to the claim, though he adds, I'm not in every single meeting um the team has so it's possible but i feel like phil spencer would know <laughs> um yeah i i there's a comment on this gamatsu article that says capcom sega square enix any guesses the real winners are game pass owners, though this lab- library is looking very nice and i feel so bad for sebastian alvarez because phil spencer crushed his dreams yeah what do, you, do you guys are you do you guys think th- they're still gonna get some japanese uh, developers
0: <laughs> they could but the thing is Phil would know like yeah. Phil's the head of Xbox he's going to know if if they're freaking holding acquisition docs so he he's either blowing smoke by saying that or he he's essentially saying it's not happening um which I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they try to get some Japanese developers in there because they are they have no footprint in Japan right now. And I know that's one of their weak spots um, in terms of their portfolio. So it would not surprise me for, the, for them to go after some smaller Japanese developers. But I don't think that this is necessarily true, uh, especially with Phil's comments. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't really hold my breath too much on it, but...
2: Yeah. I think the only reason why he was so coy is because of the week that that was asked. Mm. This is launch week. This sure. is a week when people are going to be—if they're going to get Game Pass, they're getting Game Pass this week. So why not just tantalize them a little bit with like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll have all the Capcom library <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. So I, uh, I get why he was coy with that, but like, Japan is very stubborn when it comes to partnerships. The only reason why there's so many partnerships with Sony is because it's a Japanese company. Mm. So to think an American company is going to buy a studio out in Japan or multiple studios... I, I just think it's a pipe dream. Um, the only one I could see it actually happening to is maybe Sega. But Sega is so tight with Nintendo with exclusive games as well that I don't see that happening either.
0: And even Sony with the Akaza, even though the newest one came to Xbox, uh, traditionally yeah. it's been only a PlayStation title, so:
1: All right, well, that wraps up the PXN news of the week. But we're going to be moving into the topic of the show. But before that even, we're going to be talking about games we're playing. And I'll start it off with Beyond Light. I am playing Destiny's new expansion, Beyond Light. And I am absolutely loving it. Um, It's, as I talked about a couple of times before, uh, whenever Destiny is brought up on the show, that we're starting to finally have darkness subclasses. We're handling something called stasis. And it's kind of on the dark side of all of this destiny lore and it's it's a lot of fun to be able to wield this power finally in the game um a, a lot of returning characters have returned uh that we haven't seen in quite some time including the exo stranger there's a lot of cool story stuff going on as well as just more fun destiny stuff and i'm really enjoying my time i've already kind of hit the soft cap which is of, of the level oh, wow. system Dude, I'm getting cool. yeah, I'm getting pretty <laughs> close. There's still a lot for me to do, thankfully. They the new way of uh of how they roll out count is a bit more uh over time instead of what they've done in the past where everything is out on the first day and players like myself run through it too fast, but they've done it so players like me can still have a lot of fun on day one and still have more to do in the coming weeks. So Thank God for that, but I'm I'm still enjoying my time with it, and I'm going to be playing in the coming weeks for sure. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. That's been sucking up my time ever since it came out on Tuesday, which was yesterday. But having a great time with it so far.
0: Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, I did dabble in in Beyond Light. Uh, I okay. started it because uh, obviously it's in Game Pass, so uh, I didn't even yes. have to buy it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started like the first. 30 to 45 minutes of it um that whole initial sequence when you're trying to save variks and all that uh so (laughs) far very very much enjoying myself and uh even the the series x and ps5 enhancements aren't coming till december but even playing on series x uh you you, it's definitely smoother experience like it's only 30 frames per second but it's a lot more, con- it's a consistent 30. Whereas on Xbox One X, I know playing the last expansion on Destiny 2, it did chug in certain spots um, in terms of frame rate. So that part of it, super awesome. So I probably am going to get back to that tonight, actually, because uh, I freaking love that gameplay loop that Bungie has in that game. It's so good. They're going to end up pulling me back in i'm like no i need i have other games yeah. yeah but yes enjoying the heck out of that uh as i already talked about assassin's creed valhalla i started that yesterday uh, with my series x absolutely love that so far uh, as i already said uh, one thing i wanted to point out as well uh the series x enhancements like i said with destiny 2 uh, and also like master chief collection halo 2 anniversaries campaign Uh, chugged on Xbox One X like badly, like the frame rate would be very bad Uh, there's this thing on campaign where you can switch between old graphics and new graphics for Halo 2 the old and remastered and anytime you would play on the remastered graphics on Xbox One X it just chugs so bad so that was the (laughs) first thing I wanted to check and I loaded it up on my Series X and it freaking runs beautifully which I love that, it's so good Um, So that kind of stuff is awesome to see fixed uh, in that regard. Uh, I also played Gears 5 for about two multiplayer matches because I wanted to check out 120 frames per second, and that is freaking awesome because I have the TV that has 120 frames per second or 120 hertz refresh rate. Uh, So, so good. That feels so fluid, and freaking Coalition just blows my mind with what they did with their enhancements it looks so good uh, I also checked out Apex Legends uh, oh for a couple matches for this new season I've, I've just been going crazy because I'm off this week uh, that a ton <laughs> of fun I like the new map a lot the new map is super cool uh, it's like a floating city uh, essentially which I thought was really cool I haven't really spent a lot of time looking at Apex since I stopped playing it but oh, it's still so good uh, and lastly, guys, Ghost Runner, I have finished playing Ghost Runner, and that does not mean I beat it. <laughs> I oh. finished playing Ghost Runner oh. because it pissed me <laughs> off so bad to the point where I was gonna break things. So uh, I got. Yeah, I got very far into it and I was like, man, I should be getting close to the end. I got to this point where you have this boss battle and it's this chick. That she just freaking relentlessly goes after you. like It's just insane. In that game, you get hit one time and you're dead. And I literally played that probably 200 times the other night. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> I enjoyed my time with this game, uh, which I did. The, the freaking game is so good and, like, you know... Like having all the different uh ways to go about, you know, completing each level. There's so many different ways that you can complete each level. It's so cool how they have them set up. But that boss battle, no. Don't give don't give me that boss <laughs> battle. That was worse than the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order second to last boss battle that Sean experienced firsthand that I almost broke <laughs> shit in my house. So Yeah. You got some rage issues. I do. That's true. <laughs> You want to come
2: over and play Demon Souls?
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance.
2: Um I honestly have not gotten too much gaming recently. I've been dealing unfortunately with a lot of COVID related issues at my job. Um but today I did receive an Xbox Series X, so mm-hmm. I have been I was trying that out for probably about like 2 hours tonight. Um and I obviously have Game Pass. I got that a while ago. Uh, but all the EA games are now on there. So I started playing Dante's Inferno because I haven't played that in probably since 2010. So I have an Xbox Series X and I'm playing an Xbox 360. <laughs> 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 so great job, Microsoft. <laughs> um, but it's it's still fun. Uh, I, was, I was saying earlier, I think the combat's a little dated now with a lot of stuff, but I actually really enjoyed that game when it came out um i i really like that combat then and the story and all that because i actually remember reading dante's inferno um earlier in my life so it's a little bit pretty kind of faithful to that stuff in a video game format um but i mean next week i'll have i know a billion things to talk about when it comes to games i'm playing
0: rest in peace it's... visceral
2: games r.i.p <laughs>
1: So now we're going to move into the topic of the show, and we've already kind of touched upon it a couple of times during this entire show, which is the next gen is launching this week. So we know that you both have an Xbox series with you. Do you guys have a PS5 on the way? Is it arriving on time?
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah. I have a digital PS5 coming from Amazon tomorrow, and it's already in my local FedEx place, so I should have it.
2: Mine's in Arlington, Texas. (laughs) Which I'm assuming that's not where you are. (laughs) That is very, very (laughs) acute. Not in Arlington, Texas. But as long as Daniel's stuff holds true, then I will be playing it tomorrow as well.
0: So, I just want to make this clear. If Sean's friends are listening to this podcast, Sean's lying to you. He's taking my other PS5 and he is going to use that as his console because it's actually coming tomorrow. So.
2: (laughs) Well yeah, I'm smart. They're gonna I, if I was my friend, I'd be like, I respect that. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> so you guys are getting your Xboxes on times, your PS fives on times and all that stuff. Yeah. But Amazon says some Xbox Series X pre orders won't arrive until the end of December. Some customers who pre-order an Xbox Series X from Amazon are being informed that they may not receive their new consoles until until December thirty first, or possibly a little bit earlier which is a huge bummer. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm not getting one anytime soon, but I can't imagine have having put in a pre-order and then having to wait almost another month, more than that. Um, yeah. But that is upsetting, but kind of understandable in this current climate of COVID, as Sean was just talking about with his job, just delays and Unforeseen circumstances happening every 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 left and right every from from every direction. So it's uh, it's understandable, but obviously a bummer nonetheless. And of course, PS Five. We may have talked about this before. They're not even selling PS Fives in physical retailers, or they are in very 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 small quantities. Yeah. So it's going to be very reliant on Amazon and all these other online retailers for customers to be getting their their new next gen consoles, and that can be a little bit hard to predict so it's 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 a very interesting console launch with this pandemic and everything being so online but yeah. it's good that you guys are getting it but a lot of pl- players out there aren't
0: i must have lucked out because I, <laughs> all of my might. amazon stuff has been fine because i got uh, xbox from amazon and my playstation digitals from amazon both are, are going to be a release date and actually, all three of my Xboxes came yesterday. The two I gave to my friends that they were purchasing from me, and then uh, and then yeah, my PlayStations tomorrow. I, my Walmart one's gonna be here tomorrow, uh, which Sean's taking, and then my digital Amazon one's gonna be here tomorrow. The only one I'm not getting is Target. Target for some reason <laughs> they gave people like a five to seven day window of when it's gonna be coming. So I think that's coming next week. At some point, so. okay.
1: Well, hopefully, these uh, these customers aren't going to have to be waiting until December thirty first, and they will be getting them a bit sooner. But let's move on to the reviews of the consoles, which is something that I guess they've they've done before. They did that for the last uh, last generation as well. I'd always I always find it kind of weird, but I I do understand yeah. it in this time. That yeah, it's it's a little bit weird sometimes, yeah. but with reviewing the console itself but uh, I think it's it's understandable for the time that we are in with all these uh, gizmos and resolutions and all that kind of stuff, which one is more catered to your play style. So I'm going to start off with the Xbox Series S. Uh, this is from IGN. I'm looking at Ryan McCaffrey's reviews of the Xbox Series. Um, all in all, the Xbox Series S offers plenty of present-day value considering it's only $300. It's limited to 1440p resolution and can... Uh, has a claustrophobically small storage space, but it's tiny and quiet, and and with snappy loading times, uh, can play games at 120 frames per second if your TV supports it. Uh, it. I'm mostly concerned about its long-term viability. Games are only going to get more demanding going forward, so the Series S isn't something I'd recommend as your main gaming platform. So I read his review, and what I kind of got from it is it's... If you know your limitations, then it's a great purchase. But if you're serious about gaming, which I know all of us on this panel are, it's kind of hard to justify with how small the storage is because I believe he said it's like under under four hundred gigabytes near there. Yep. And he he was able to load what do I have here? Eight games on there before he was ninety six before he was at ninety six percent capacity. That's so, like half
2: of Call of Duty yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, exactly it depends on what you're downloading too. that it might be less it might be more but he i think he downloaded five um triple a games and a cup and in three indies and he was at 96 percent capacity so if you want to buy a huge storage space like the 200 dollars option that they're offering you may as well just go for the x which is what he was saying as well so now that i'm looking at this a bit more <laughs> like oh maybe i won't get it yeah i might get the uh the x yeah
0: Yeah, I don't, like Ryan said, I don't think it should be your primary platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, this would mainly be for people who don't have the ability to play Xbox exclusives uh, and maybe want to experience those. As In terms of, like, the hardcore, I think this will still cater to, like, the casual audience that, you know, mom and pop that go out and get something for their kids or whatever. I think it'll still cater to them as well, but uh, in terms of hardcore, I think it'll only be like a secondary console um, for for anyone who buys an S. Yeah.
2: yeah, I I mean after obviously getting my X, and I and I know I said I was gonna get an S before, but I ended up going with the X just because of what it was offering, and I am pleased with it thus far. I mean, yes, I do think it's a reality of the games issue, um, regardless of Game Pass or not. Um, that is a big issue i think that microsoft unfortunately was not planning on but i i really don't see who the s is for except for the parents to have a cheaper option for their kids during the holidays personally at this point i mean eight games that is so minuscule i mean daniel you were talking to me yesterday how you on your trip to best buy you were filling up your external drive and like you almost filled up already your memory of your Series X, and that's a terabyte. So it's like, it doesn't it's, memory's more, worth more its weight than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Definitely. 100%.
1: And from jumping off from the S, we're going to jump over to the X. Same, same reviewer, Ryan McCaffrey at IGN. He says we can only assume the Xbox Series X will wow us when the new spectacular, when the new spectacular, spectacular next-gen games eventually arrive, because there isn't much to judge on it right now, as Sean was saying. But in the meantime, no matter what the game, what current games you throw it at, your loading times will drastically will be drastically cut, your frame rates will, frame rates will be smoother, and your resolution will be higher um it's quiet compact and uh, it packs oh sorry it's compact for both the power it packs and especially how it compares to the ps5 capable and loaded with convenience features like instantly resuming and cycling between any of your recently played games which i think is such an awesome feature the quick resume feature is awesome and I'm kind of jealous uh, being a uh, mainly PlayStation gamer, but the load times are just so fast on both consoles, it's not a huge deal, but it's still a really awesome feature. Mm. And as Sean was saying, with the the games, it it really does suck because this thing is is such a powerhouse, and it would have been awesome to see to sh- be able to show off a first party game uh, like Halo or something like that yeah. with the launch of this console. Um, and it does suck that that's that's kind of all, the, the thing that they're missing. Yeah, obviously.
0: And, and obviously, uh, Phil has definitely addressed the games and studios issue over the last couple of years. It's just it's just a matter of us waiting for those developers to be ready to show their games and for them to be released. Uh, I think the next couple years, 2022 is probably going to be a huge year for Xbox just based on where all their studios are right now that they've acquired and what everyone's working on. I think fall 2021 and 2022 is going to be a really good year for Xbox. It's just going to be we have to wait until, you know, that time to get those big exclusives and that's why they're kind of banking on Game Pass uh to say, "Hey, you want to play third-party games at the best resolution possible and we'll even throw in some free stuff in there including like Destiny 2's expansion." So, they are doing things. I don't the only thing I don't like about Ryan's review is that in my opinion, when you're reviewing a piece of hardware, it's hard to review the piece of hardware saying that there's no games because if someone's looking at this review three years from now, it's a very different landscape than someone looking at the review now. Obviously, now that we're in a situation where there's no exclusive first-party game on launch day, uh, but obviously that's going to change over time. And... I just feel like the it the review should be about the hardware itself and like what it's capable of, what it can do, what op features there are, what's new, all of that kind of stuff. I feel like is, you know, I don't know. Obviously the but games are important, but you. yeah, absolutely. It, it can be updated, but I don't know.
2: The switch I remember on IGN specifically did not review well because of all the features that it lacked. I believe they gave it like a six out of 10, but they reviewed it a few years ago and gave it an eight out of 10 uh, which again, I, I don't think you should put weight into the numbers for that, but yeah. like at the same time, they saw that the value has increased with that machine. And personally, for me, Roro, I, exactly what you're saying, I'm a PlayStation gamer, that's what I do. But I bought my Series X for two reasons one was because I didn't think anybody was going to get it, like, I don't know how you're going to get any consoles like after today, but two, I hey, bought it for the it.
0: investment.
2: Is, when's that coming out? <laughs> TBD?
0: 2021.
2: Yeah, TBD. Um, <laughs> but I bought it for the investment of
0: what's to come and everything like that.
2: Are you playing Infinite right now, Daniel?
0: Yeah, I am. I have my Master Chief here that I just arrived from Best Buy today. This is the Halo oh. Infinite Master Chief.
2: Oh, you're playing Infinite Sadness, right? Shut up, Sean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on to the final. Uh... Uh, next-gen system review, the PS5, coming again from IGN. With a launch lineup dominated by games that are also available on PS4 and on the back of the a generation already punctuated uh, with uh, incrementally more powerful hardware revisions like the PS4 Pro, the PS5 doesn't quite land as a knockout punch yet, but it's definitely got the power and speed to be a real contender. Um. Although the jury is out on the stamina of its tiny six, uh, 670 gigabyte SSD, okay. However, while the PS5 uh, well-considered UI and blistering quick loading times for the PS5 games make it a pleasure to use, the deal sense controller uh, that's proven to be the surprise haymaker I never saw coming. It truly leaves other controllers feeling primitive in comparison. So we're going to talk about the PS4 and PS5 controllers in in a second because you brought up the tweet from Laura Kate Dale, but it really is amazing uh, what I've, the things that I've seen that the controller is being able to pull off with the games that are released on it so far, and I'm very excited to uh, get my hands on it eventually. But it's also being updated for past games, which I think is something that they mentioned. Uh, Last of Us Part Two and God of War both got updates for uh if you're playing it on the ps5 so if you're pulling back uh ellie's bow you can feel that if you're catching uh Kratos axe you can feel that which is really cool it reminds me kind of uh, of the joy cons when they were showing that off earlier on being able to feel the balls inside of the joy con and how many ice cubes are in there i thought that was kind of similar to what we're hearing for the haptic feedback obviously on a much higher scale yeah but um Yeah, what do you guys think about the PS5 reviews and what we are getting our hands on soon?
0: Yeah, I I think from what everything everyone is saying, it sounds like PlayStation's DualSense controller is a next-generation controller. Like, it takes a next leap forward in terms of controllers, whereas the Xbox controller, it's essentially just the Xbox One controller with a share button. I mean, not to glorify it, but... Uh there's some added texture on the back but it's essentially the same great controller it, it's a great controller don't get me wrong but it does sound like Sony has done a lot more in terms of you know new advancements in terms of controller technology I, I'm very intrigued to check out the dual sense and kind of feel the different different yeah. things with Astro Astro's uh play playroom I think that's yes. uh uh yes yeah, uh, yeah. That's gonna be the Which comes
1: yeah. free on the console.
0: Yep.
2: I mean, I obviously I like the dual shock better than the Xbox controller in general. That's just uh and I think Ro you're kind of the same way with me. Like we both just like the analog sticks horizontal as opposed to
0: no Daniel. Offset <laughs> offset sticks.
2: Yeah. I was looking uh, at my
1: switch because I didn't remember if it was offset or not, but it is. Yes, but I do all, I yeah. do like I do like uh the dual sense more than the uh Xbox controller. That is true. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. So I mean, no matter what, I'm I'm good with it. It'll be interesting to see what those things play with. I'm assuming probably Miles Morales takes uh, more advantage than obviously Assassin's Creed or um. oh What's the other game that I got? Oh, Godfall. Demon's Souls, which is a remaster. I did not get Godfall. Um,
0: Randy. In the end,
2: not not because <laughs> of Randy Pittsburgh. What's up, Randy? Uh, but I would assume like probably Sackboy takes pretty good advantage of that uh, as well with it being a launch game. So it'll be interesting to see if it's not just carried on through the launch but going forward for the launch because really the HD Rumble feature and Joy-Cons aren't really used, to be honest with you. It was cool for 1-2 Switch, and that's about the last we've heard of it. Yeah.
1: That is true. <laughs> um so as i mentioned before we're going to be talking a little bit more about the ps4 controllers not being supported on the ps5 uh dan brought this to my attention i believe you talked about it a little bit on your solo episode i I think Yes. yes um so this is a tweet from laura kate dale on twitter she writes if you play ps5 games on your ps4 using remote play you can use a ps4 controller to play those ps5s with just that sentence alone gives me questions already, yeah. but I'm going to continue. <laughs> there is no reason uh, not to support PS4 controllers on, this, on the PS5. This sucks, as so many PS4 custom-made disability controllers have been made rendered inoperable by this choice. This is right now the biggest thing about PS5 from an accessibility perspective uh, that really bothers me. The only reason you can't use the disability-focused PS4 controller to control PS5 games is money. This Mm -hmm. is needlessly shutting some disabled players out of the PS5. Um, PS4 controllers can't control PS5 games via remote play. Let them work natively on the PS5, so folks uh, with expensive custom controllers can play them on the PS5 too. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. (laughs) I thought it was weird in the first place when when they did announce that. DualShock was being left behind. Um, because I understand the haptic feedback, all that stuff, but you can even turn that stuff off anyway on the dual sense. Correct. Anyway, so it's you don't need it. Yeah. So I it is kind of weird that they're not allowing it. And as Laura says, the uh, the reason is obvious, and it is so you so you buy the controller. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and I ranted about that last week. I just so you guys know. I ranted <laughs> about that because Last week there was the news story, like you said, that you can turn off the uh, you can turn off the uh, rumble. Crap, I forgot the the name of it. The dual senses haptics, the haptics. I I couldn't think of the word. Uh, You can turn off the dual senses haptics, and we found that out last week. So I ranted last week because that's the whole differentiating factor of the dual sense to the DualShock Four. Like the touchpad's the same, the buttons are all the same. Uh, I mean, yes, the new one has like different texture and stuff like that on there, but that's literally the only difference. So why, why is the DualShock 4 not supported? And they're both, they both use Bluetooth. So it's not like it's a brand new, you know, wireless interface or whatever. It's just Bluetooth. So I, yeah. I, this doesn't sit well with me for those reasons and for the reasons that she's speaking to as well because people do create custom controllers for accessibility purposes. Uh, obviously Microsoft has the um, Xbox one um, uh, what's it called the ah, forgetting the name <laughs> the uh, accessibility controller I can't think of the name for some reason but yeah uh but yeah they have that that's supported on series x so i just don't understand why they're taking away that functionality especially now that we know this that there's a freaking remote play option on ps4 <laughs> that you can play ps5 games on your ps4 as long as you connect it or whatever but you're using the dual 4 like what i don't know
1: super confusing yeah <laughs> And I don't
2: know, to be honest with you and that's only and i know i'm playing man, i'm not trying to just play devil's advocate but i understand it's a business yes the point of a business in the beginning especially when it's traditional that they all lose money at the beginning of the cycle is to sell you more stuff i get it the accessibility thing does suck i really understand her argument it's just it's a business so it just it sucks in that sense uh, i mean My company is going to an all digital future with uh, certain things and there's no other option for some things that used to be physical. So it's you we can say it's unfair and it's not right and all we want. But I mean, bottom line is companies have to make money or save money um, and that is a way to do it. And if it affects a small portion of their client base, then they will do it.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I, I I agree with that for sure. Um, I just wish PlayStation would also, I don't know, make a make a dual sense that is accessible, like a like the X- Xbox did with uh, their uh, accessibility controller. Um, it would have been cool if they had those options as well. If they want to make money, that's a good way to do it as well. Uh, but again, as you also mentioned, it's a small portion, so maybe they didn't see it as worth it to do something which is sad in itself but um yeah I, I do understand both of your points where it is a business and at the same time it just doesn't make sense <laughs> um but yeah moving on to the last story um it's a very small one i just wanted to mention that gran turismo 5 ratchet and clank returnal are and Returnal, are anticipated for the first half of 2021 and horizon forbidden west is anticipated for the second half of 2021 so we already know that ps5 has had a banger launch uh, with Miles Morales and Sad Boy and and Bug Snacks, uh, looks like twenty one twenty twenty one is going to continue that hype train and deliver some potentially more awesome exclusives. So I'm very excited to finally to eventually get my hands on a PS five because there is more games to come on the horizon. People were saying God of War wasn't included in this list, which worried some people. But where I found this information was from a gameplay. Um, Advertisement and they haven't shown any gameplay of uh, of uh, God of War yet. So,
2: if anybody it thought that makes sense why wasn't 2021, that's on them. That was a 2022 game <laughs> at the earliest. I, that's how I always thought, oh of it.
0: God. God. maybe. I hope not. Maybe. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, for as did... long
2: as the first one took in development, I, I don't see them rushing the second one. Yeah,
0: yeah, I,
2: I yeah.
0: yeah, sorry. Uh, I was
1: I was just going to say that. Sorry, I was just going to say that. I, I thought the same thing for, for Miles Morales, though. And they yeah. were able to turn it around in, in two years. So if, if God of War is a smaller game like Miles Morales, then I can understand that. But if it is a full-blown sequel, then yes, Sean, I agree that I don't think it's coming out in 2021 either.
2: And I've seen reviewers for Miles Morales said they finish it primarily yeah. almost in like one sitting. Yeah. So it is not going to be a giant game. Uh, but you are get your Spider-Man fix, essentially. Yeah,
0: uh, absolutely. And like anyone who <laughs> saw that Insomniac acquisition by Sony, uh, what was it, last year or the year before, whenever that was, they obviously got their money's worth because they're getting <laughs> Spider-Man Miles Morales on launch day. And then less than six months later, we're getting Ratchet and Clank PS5, which looks just as phenomenal as that does in... My God, that's that's amazing. And their 2021 launch lineup, as you said, it's looking very good so far with Ratchet, uh, Gran Turismo. I'm never, I've never really been a huge Grand Turismo guy, Forza mainly, um, but Horizon, Forbidden West in the fall, that's going to be good as well. So they have a very strong lineup.
1: Definitely. Anything else you guys uh,
2: have to say before we wrap up today's show? I played my Switch last week. Uh, that's oh. that's it. I forgot <laughs> Nintendo was the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> what did you play on your Switch? Hades. That's all I keep playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we have going to have a lot to talk about next week as well with more next gen news. As Sean will and Sean and Daniel will both have the PS5, so I'm sure we'll have some. Uh, thoughts about Miles Morales and whatever else they get up to. But for now, this is the end of the show. Thank you all for joining us live on YouTube and on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Daniel, and thank you, Sean. Until next time, later will be greater. See ya. Deuces. Much love.